with all that's happening in the world, we are wishing you all the best in health, happiness, and love. Be safe. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lunita. I'm Justin. And I'm Nina. And we're just two parents coming at you from our tiny-ass apartment in Brooklyn. Luna is currently at daycare. Thank you, daycare. Thank you, daycare. And we cannot wait to see her video. She's got, like, some sort of performance thing that they're doing today for the holidays. She's going to kill it. She's been practicing Jingle Bells all week. Yeah, it's been wonderful. And um, man, they just really, she cleans up after herself now. Mm-hmm. She even sings the song while we clean up. Yeah. She says, you're welcome more. Now, she's yeah. always said thank you, but you're welcome is a good one. Yeah, she's doing great, man. Yeah. So shout out to daycare. And again, always shout out to the parents, especially going through all this. Shout out to all the listeners. Uh, 2020 is almost... Over. Almost over, everybody. We're we're right there at the end of the tunnel. So congratulations on sticking it out here. Congratulations on surviving. And also, unfortunately, just want to say rest in peace to everybody that has lost their lives this year. Yeah. With that, it has been one heck of a year. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to talk about something that is kind of jumping off of our last episode Yeah, last week we talked a lot about trauma and how to handle it. This week we're going to be talking about finding the right therapist for you. Because if we learned anything in 2020, it's that we all need therapy. Yeah, our mental health is extremely important. And a lot of us have our mental health in a very vulnerable place right now. Yeah, so new year, new you, new therapist. Yeah, no doubt. Something like that. Some shit. We're just a therapist. <laughs> yeah. So we wanted to do this episode also specifically because there is a stigma around mental health. And yeah. a lot of people think that if you're seeing a therapist, then there's something probably effed up with you. Which, hello. Hello, there's something effed up with everyone. Yeah, Number we're one, all effed up. You are so. not exempt from being effed up, Okay. So let's just be very clear about that. Um, We also want to talk about how, depending on the culture or the background or the home you've been raised in, sometimes there's more stigma in some communities than other. But this is something that we want to normalize. Getting therapy does not mean you're crazy, does not mean there's something wrong with you. It certainly doesn't mean you're selfish. It means that you are making a choice to prioritize your mental health. Yeah, which isn't to say that you're prioritizing yourself over others. You're just trying to become the best version of yourself so that you can share that with the rest of the world. Yeah, and you should feel no guilt and no shame about entering therapy or feeling like you need extra support. This has been a year from hell and everybody needs help once in a while and it's more than okay to make the first step and admit that you're one of those people that needs help 
And even on a totally random side note, you're helping the economy by propping up mental health workers. Pay me <laughs> now. So. so why now? All right, I guess we just went over part of it. 2020 is a good year to reflect and say, you know what? Things happen that are out of my control. Yeah. And what I can control is the safety of my mental health. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah. Learn how to set better boundaries for yourself around your mental health. Yeah. Because the stress of the world has literally gone up tenfold. And yeah, like we were talking about, this is a mass trauma. Yeah, for everybody. 2020 was a mass trauma for everyone. Yeah, some, of course, more than others. Of course. But um, yeah, also access to health care or mental health care uh, just continues to be on the rise. Totally. It, it's a lot easier to speak with a mental health professional. There's a lot less stigma than there used to be around mental health professionals. It's a lot easier to stay anonymous. You can do it from the comfort of your home. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to look at the therapist. You can just do it through the phone. Yeah, um, you could do audio, you could do video conferencing. And yeah. um, there are still some places that I think are offering in, in person, person. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're seeing definitely a shift towards the... Telehealth. Telehealth. Totally. Yeah. I work as a therapist and um, I strictly work from home seeing clients. So, you know, from a therapist's point of view, it's been great to be able to provide services to people from the comfort of my home without the fear of the risk of COVID and all of that. And it's safer for everyone from a COVID perspective. So highly recommend telehealth access is becoming more and more of a thing where for the most part throughout the US, wherever you live, you can find someone. Some neighborhoods and communities have more access than others. Typically it has to do with how close you are to a city, but that's not to say that if you're in a rural area, you still can't find telehealth services for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say even this idea of video conferencing or Mm -hmm. just speaking over the phone to a therapist Mm -hmm. opens it up to, you don't even have to be in the same state as your therapist anymore. Now, of course, you know, pay attention to what your insurance covers and doesn't cover. Licensure, the therapist and all of that, but yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess we're just going to real quick, what, what do we mean by therapy? Like, what are, what are we specifically talking about here? So there's a lot of different types of therapy we talked about before, right? There's music therapy, there's art therapy, there's spiritual therapy and spiritual healing. But for the purpose of this episode, we're just talking about traditional talk therapy. Yeah. So how to find a talk therapist, the kind that you imagine whenever you think therapy. Yeah. So what are the benefits of therapy? Because a lot of people are on the fence, right? I don't know if I should go to therapy. How is it really going to help? Is somebody that doesn't know me going to really help me? Right? Yeah, like isn't that a whole bunch of hoopity bullshit? Hoopity. <laughs> hoopity, hoppity. Um, Ain't going to get in my head. Fool me once. Get in my head. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fucking George Bush, man. Yeah. Um, so some of the benefits of therapy are 
it is a place to organize your thoughts. So many of us are doing so many different things, are so busy, are wearing so many different hats, right? Especially now that everything's been compounded with COVID, so many parents are also working from home and also parenting from home and also teaching from home. And so even in a short 24-hour period, everything can get so blended and so mixed in together to form just like a giant pod of thoughts and stress and anxiety and depression. And so having a place where you can go to have somebody sit with you and organize your thoughts and your feelings and prioritize yourself and your healing can be really, really helpful. And for me, because I also see a therapist, hello, um, that's been a huge help and a huge benefit. Yeah. Sometimes throughout the day, it feels like you're running on a hamster wheel. Totally. And you have all of these ideas and all of these stresses Mm -hmm. and just all of these, you know, generalized thoughts. Yeah. All this shit just mixed together and doing doo-doo soup. Yeah. It's really difficult to stay on track at least, you know, from my point of view and in my experience, especially this year, it has just been a wrecking ball through my mind here. Mm-hmm. Like just shelves and shelves of books got dumped over or something. Yeah. But to be able to run around in circles and somebody be listening and tell you the main points that you had listed yeah. in your hour-long rant I'll be like, okay, dude, let's take a step back. Do you see any patterns here? Yeah, yeah. Can be really helpful. Um, yeah, it just allows you to see where your thought processes actually are and if they're leading you in a positive or negative direction and if you're getting anywhere with them. Yeah, totally. Another benefit to therapy for me personally, I'm not speaking as a therapist. I'm speaking as somebody who sees a therapist. Mm-hmm. Has been It's been a place to unload and release what no longer serves me, what's no longer working. It's been a road and a process, and I've been in therapy for the majority of my adult life, but certain stresses or traumas or anxieties, I feel, and this is just me, like I just carry them. And it's been a challenge to learn how to let go. And I have made progress. Psychedelics have helped. But I still hold and bottle a lot of shit in. And having a place to release that, not to say I want to emotionally dump on my therapist, but someone I feel like I can talk to and let go of everything from the week or however long it's been since I talked to them last. I always leave therapy feeling a little bit lighter a little bit less stressed and like I can think more clearly. Yeah. And we're constantly loading. So there's always going to be something to unload. No doubt. And venting is a form of therapy. Totally. Now, again, don't mean to turn the therapist into the punching bag here. But I mean, that's why your therapists have therapists. So when clients do unload on them and it's too much, they can also let it go with somebody else. Yeah, so it is just nice knowing that there is somebody that is actually listening 
And we're going to get into, like, if your therapist is staring at a phone the entire time you're talking, you need to find a new therapist. But we'll get into that. Yeah, Yeah. totally. But to have somebody actually sitting there listening and hearing what you're saying is just gratifying in its own way. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Another benefit of therapy, you know, as you're unloading all of this onto your therapist, they have an objective point of view. They have no stakes in this whatsoever. They're just there to help you heal. Right. They don't know you from anywhere in the past. They don't know other people in your life. You know, they're not someone you're going to see at family functions or yeah. whatever it is. They're not going to defend Cousin Sally. Fucking Sally. <laughs> she don't need defending. Whenever you're you're dumping all over Cousin Sally yeah, here. yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, you know, right? Cancel Sally. Yeah. Maybe not cancel Sally, but you know. And they're there for you. You know, you can talk to them about other people in your life, but ultimately you are their client. Yeah. Your and, and sometimes their priority. And sometimes having somebody who has that objective standpoint put you in your place and remind you that maybe you are acting a little irrational yeah, I mean, in that what did moment. Sally even do? Yeah. It it makes you be able to take a step back. And kind of not completely remove your bias, but see it from another perspective for totally. sure. Help you take a step back and unpack. Why am I acting this way? Yeah. Is there something else behind it? How do I get to the root of it? So those are some of the benefits of therapy. There are countless benefits, but those are some of the ones that we felt were important to talk about. Yeah. And each person is going to get their own thing out of therapy because mm-hmm. it is so individualized totally it's literally you yeah so most definitely so now we want to talk about what to look for in a therapist this can be a challenging part often the hardest part of therapy is starting yeah finding the right therapist for Mm -hmm. you definitely so It's important before you decide to start looking for a therapist or while you're shopping around for a therapist to ask yourself and be honest with yourself. So what am I looking for in a therapist and what am I looking to work on, right? There are specialists if you have a specific goal that requires special attention. For example, maybe you're struggling with addiction, might want to look for a therapist that is an addiction specialist, preferably from a harm reduction lens. Maybe you're a survivor of sexual assault. You might want to look for a therapist who has experience working with this population. No matter who you're looking for, no matter what you want to work on, it's important that whoever you look for operates from a trauma-informed lens. All yeah, because remember, should. Yeah, we all have trauma. Totally. All therapists should, not all therapists do. So it's important to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Some other things to look for in a therapist. Are they non-judgmental? Yeah. Does it feel like if you're speaking with them, they're rolling their eyes or they're taking excessive notes and always coming back with a judgmental type of comment yeah um are they open and honest with you transparent with you Mm -hmm. 
do they hold back punches? Do they... I mean, I guess this is everybody's personal preference. Totally. But I would like somebody to tell me how it is. I want somebody that's open with me and honest with me. Mm-hmm. Are they qualified? We don't mean to shit or shame anyone who operates from a alternative healing perspective. But for the purpose of the qualifications part of this episode, we're talking about people who have gone to school, have a license, or, and are career therapists yeah not all types of therapy require a license but talk therapy typically does or at least some sort of degree totally and then it's also important when you're looking for a therapist that you're looking for someone who is going to treat therapy with you as a joint effort therapy is a partnership you and your therapist agree to work together to solve whatever issues you're struggling with or to help you work through and meet whatever goals you've agreed on together. So it should always be seen as a partnership and you should always feel like an equal when working with a therapist. Definitely. All right. Before we jump into our pro tips here, I just want to add in a few things, things that you're not looking for in a therapist. Okay. So You can always make a list of the wants, but make a list of the definitely nots as well. So for me, I am not looking for someone who doesn't understand what someone my age may be going through. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that I'm ageist or anything. I just would feel more comfortable around somebody who was currently around my age range yeah. to kind of get an understanding of what I'm currently going through. Yeah. I also would want someone who is a parent. No doubt. Now, I don't know if you can actually, you know, make sure that that's one of the requirements that you check off or anything like you, that, but it can, would help, You right? can look for and choose whoever you want. Yeah. Um, also not looking for someone who doesn't, Pay attention whenever I'm talking. No, definitely not. Come so on. if there's someone constantly checking on their phone Mm-mm. or looks like they're zoning out and doesn't really remember what I'm talking or just, I know that some therapists are very intent listeners, mm-hmm. but I do prefer in whenever I'm speaking with someone that they acknowledge what I said and kind of repeat back to me what I said. Yeah. Because that's just how I communicate better. Yeah, totally. You know, so yeah, make a list of your wants, but also make a list of your definitely nots. Right. For me, some of my definitely nots are like, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm not looking for my therapist to tell me what I want to hear. I'm looking for them to tell me what I need to hear. Sometimes that shit is hard to hear, but that's, the work that comes with working on yourself. Yeah. So, you know, could make an entire list of Mm -hmm. not looking for and looking for. But what we want to do is we want to help you find a therapist. So we are going to jump into our... That was a good one. That was hot. So, pro tip number one, 
you should be offered a free consultation session. You should never be paying for your first meetup. Definitely not. This depends on who you meet with, but most therapists will have a free consultation where you two decide together if you want to work together. Depending on the therapist, sometimes they are shorter in length. For myself, consultations are about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, where we feel each other out and see, are we going to be the best fit? Am I what you're looking for? And do your needs meet my qualifications? Am I qualified to work with your specific needs and goals? Sometimes, no, and I'll refer you, refer the person out. Sometimes, yes, cool, we start from there. Yeah, and for my last two therapists that I spoke with for a consultation, one was 45 minutes long and the other one was an hour and 15. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they they definitely range. Yeah, it totally ranges in time, but when you're looking for a therapist, ask them about that if they don't make it clear. Yeah, free consultation. Yep. Next, when you're looking for a therapist, make sure the price is right for you. Check to make sure you're insured because some therapists do take insurance and many therapists offer sliding skills. So think to yourself, all right, it's important that we don't see therapy as a luxury for those who can afford it and that we see it as something that is a right for anybody regardless of economic or social status who wants mental health services. So think to yourself when you're thinking about getting a therapist, what can I realistically afford regardless of my current situation? Some of us, that's a privilege to be able to answer that question with the regardless part. Some of us can say, no matter what happens in my life, I will always be able to spare $40 a week or whatever it is. But start with your own conversation with yourself about your finances and what you can afford and then work from there. So you have a specific budget in mind. Yeah. And if a therapist is not willing to go with you on a sliding scale, there are other therapists out there that may. I just want to also mention to LGBTQ people and the BIPOC communities across the U.S., that there are more and more therapists post the Black Lives Matter movement who are willing to work on more of a sliding scale for folks who have experienced oppression, for folks who are still marginalized, for folks who are still being subjected to systematic racism. And you can ask about those too when you're looking at a therapist. What are your sliding scales for marginalized groups of people? Absolutely. And just another note, pay what you can because your therapists have bills too. Yeah. So if you can afford to pay the full price, pay the full price. If you have to work on a sliding scale, great, but don't take advantage of it. Most definitely. All right. With that, where do you even go to search for therapists? So when I've looked for therapists in the past, I've typically done simple searches online. 
I've always lived in larger cities, so it's been a little easier for me. I've literally just typed in therapists in Chicago or therapists in Brooklyn. So the internet is Yeah, the well, I was way. going to go over this. Very, very specifics here. Psychology Today is a very, very specific place online to find a list of therapists. Definitely. Another website, betterhelp.com. And again, a simple Google or Ecosia search of therapists in my area or therapists near fill in the blank uh, will pop up with plenty of websites that I'm sure you could look through. Right. You can also check out the website Therapist Finder. You can also look through your insurance directly. If you're insured, you can literally look up what therapists in your area codes are covered and mm-hmm. reach out to somebody that way. If you are from a BIPOC community, LGBTQ community, you can search that part in, therapist for LGBTQ folks, or and put in your specific... Yeah, because you want to feel comfortable in this totally, space. Totally, totally. Um, and then another great site that I love, love, love that's available in all 50 states is therapyforblackgirls.com, specializing in therapy for black and brown girls and women. So plenty of places out there to find them. Uh, all you got to do is search. And remember, you may not find the one that you're looking for first. You might not find them right away. I can't even tell you how many therapists I've gone through. So shop around, take your time. Next up, make sure that whenever you do meet with your therapist, you go through the consultation and everything, that your therapist's goals are your goals. For sure. This is so, so important. What you're looking to work on is what your therapist should be willing to help you with. Yeah, I know for me, I had been speaking with one therapist and I was talking about my past substance use. Mm -hmm. Like I've said many times, I used to be a serious alcoholic with rage issues and everything. And that wasn't what I wanted to focus on because I felt as though I had been progressing through that fairly well throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And she kept trying to go right back to this idea of, well, let's talk more about your substance use. Let's talk more about your substance use. It's like, I get it. It might sound off to you, but I'm not here to discuss my recreational substance use. That's my business. I'll talk to you about it whenever we get around to it. But what I want to focus on is X, Y, and Z. And if Mm -hmm. you're not willing to focus on X, Y, and Z with me, well, then I have to cut ties and go and see another therapist. Right, definitely. Some people here a specific background or whatever, and they get caught up in that. And it's important as a therapist to remember that's not what they want to focus on. And if that's not where your client is at, you need to meet them where they're at, regardless of your personal and your professional opinions. Yeah. So just make sure your goals match. That's all. Totally. Next up, make sure you vibe with them. Yeah, of course. Right. This is someone you are going to be honest and open with and you want to feel safe in the space and you want to feel as though you can provide them with as much intimate details about your life as possible. Yeah. If it's somebody that you don't feel comfortable talking about anything with, then you got to reevaluate. Is this the right person for me? And you don't have to be someone else. You need to remember, 
always be yourself in therapy. I've seen therapists where I felt like I needed to come off, like I was really put together. And afterwards, I felt like, why was I just paying someone to perform? Yeah. No. I mean, this is pretty straightforward. Um, It's, we'll go back to this idea of the substance use. If I don't feel comfortable telling my therapist that I do recreationally use substances, such as psychedelics, because they have like a cop vibe to them, or I think that they might snitch on me or something, No cops. then that is not a safe space for me to be unloading the rest of my life with them. No, correct. If you don't feel safe with them, nothing else matters. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable and, and that you are capable of being yourself and open with them. And of course, it takes time. You're not going to be able to do it right away. But if you can see yourself doing it with the person, that's what matters. Yeah. Talk to your therapist about your style, right? What what clothes do you put on in the morning? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, what, what do you feel is the best way for you to grow? Do you yeah. grow through talking it out and having them just listen, as we were talking earlier? Do you grow through a back and forth communication style where there's a lot of discussion? Yeah. Do you grow through homework assignments or assignments that you're to do throughout the week that can yeah. help you grow as a person? Yeah. You know, each of us have our own therapy style, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And be open. If you don't know what your style is, that's okay too. Be open to suggestions. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next, your time with your therapist is your time. Your therapist should be fully present when you two are working together. They should not be talking about themselves. They should not be on their phone. They should not appear distracted. None of that shit. And if you feel like they are, bring it up immediately. Yeah. I mean, remember, you're paying for these services. Yeah. So you deserve the best. And if they're not willing to give you the best then find another one. Yeah, there's millions of therapists out there. Absolutely. On that, the next one, do not be afraid to walk away from a therapist if you do not feel as though they are doing the best job that they could for you or if you feel as though your relationship together has run its course and you could possibly receive a little bit more help somewhere else. Totally. Lastly, we just kind of want to wrap this up here with a few additional notes on therapy in general. First, everything you tell your therapist is told to them in confidence, with the exception of if you plan on hurting yourself or anyone else, they are mandated reporters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But other than that, what you and your therapist talks about stays between you and your therapist, period. Yeah. Next, you will be signing forms with your therapist. Yeah, it's not typically anything too outrageous, but simple consent forms are really important to get signed and pay attention. If your therapist isn't offering you as a new client consent forms or consent paperwork, bring it up immediately. And then lastly here, Your therapist should be very clear 
and upfront about all costs, the times that you will be meeting, which are totally up to you. If you want to meet weekly, if you want to meet every two weeks, if you want to meet just once a month, that is up to you. How you want to meet, whether that be through telehealth or Zoom or FaceTime or just straight up audio, that's on you as well. All of these things should be worked out with your therapist prior to, I guess, starting therapy. Yeah, definitely. So there's no surprises. Everything should be clear and you two should have talked about these very basic things. Yeah. And then basically... Enjoy. Therapy has been a wonderful, life-changing gift of a joy for me. And I hope that for anybody listening who's been on the fence, this episode gives you more insight into how beautiful and how healing it can be to have a professional talk therapist. Yeah, your therapist is there to support you. Your therapist is there to help you become the best version of yourself that you can be. Mm-hmm. And it's important to find one that you click with, that you vibe with, and that you believe has your best interests at heart. Therapy is for you and no one else. It is not your job to enter therapy on the behalf of another person in your life. You should be entering it with the intentions of healing yourself and yourself only. Because at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Absolutely. So best of luck in your journey in finding a therapist. Best of luck finishing this 2020 here. And thank you for listening. We'll see you on our last episode of season two next week. Thank you so much. Be well. If you enjoy Lunita, please subscribe and leave a review, share with a friend, or share on your favorite social media platform. If you want to show even more support, consider joining our Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us continue to bring higher quality content to the world. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram, at Lunita Podcast, and be sure to check out lunita.nyc for supplemental posts, additional material, and more. And if you haven't heard it yet today, You are loved, you are appreciated, and we will see you on the other side. Can you say thank you, everybody? Thank you, everybody.